trying to generate income month after month or year after year from stock market only investments, that's like me trying to drag my camper with my sports car. Might work for a little bit, but it's just not going to do the job. Becoming a millionaire isn't just about growing your money. It's also about protecting and preserving your wealth by using the right financial strategies for your situation. Welcome. This is Middle Class Millionaire with John Choi. John has his Master's of Science in Financial Services and is a certified financial planner and the president of Epiphany Capital. Welcome into another edition of Middle Class Millionaire with John Choi and myself to talk investing, finance, retirement. And on the docket this week is insurance and annuities. Kind of what we need to know, some conversation around these items. Of course, John is a certified financial planner and president at Epiphany Capital. And you can find him online at johnchoy.net. That's johnchoy.net. What's going on, my friend? How are you this week? Great. How are you? Hanging in there. Doing pretty good. Uh, a lot of bumping around yeah. uh, in the markets these days. There is. Uh, at the time we're taping this, October just came off of its uh, best month since 1976. And uh, they're 14% on the Dow up, 8% on the um, on the S&P uh, the last couple of weeks of October. But the Fed is about ready to make some more changes today or tomorrow. So that could change some things at the time we're doing this anyway. But for this week, John, I wanted to talk a little bit about annuities and life insurance because there's always conversation, especially when the market is volatile, about these items. So I wanted to get your take on them and just uh, chat through a little bit, shall we? Yeah, precisely. Um, this is when people are really looking for more of the protection strategies. Right. And um, as a holistic advisor, and everyone, it seems like, wants a holistic advisor, but I don't understand how a person or an advisor who is investment only, or even on the other side, insurance only, uh, and that includes annuities, mm -hmm. how they can bill themselves as a holistic advisor if they're not doing both. Right. And and so um, as a CFP as well, certified financial planner, you know, we're taught or we're tested on both of these subjects, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so I think as a holistic advisor, you really have to do both. Yeah. You and gotta you gotta be able to, to to hit the entire financial buffet, if you will, right? A little bit exactly. of everything. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And um I think this is a timely subject because again, with the bumping around in the markets and, and the swings that the market's doing what the market's uh gonna do, right? Exactly. And it's and it's always been volatile. So we, we, we have to accept that. And the time that it really is going to make a, a bigger impact than not is when we're withdrawing from the stock market or mm -hmm. withdrawing for our retirement income. And I don't know if people have been taught this or maybe it's a refresher, but the stock market is designed for growth. It's not designed for income. So I'll give you an example. So I have two cars. One's a sports car, one's a truck. <laughs> One is designed for speed, right? And the other is designed for towing power. I would never try to tow a camper with my sports car. <laughs> it wouldn't end well. <laughs> no, no. And you know, I would never try to drag race. Not that I do, but I would never try to race anyone in my truck. Although it's got you know uh, a good pickup, it's sure. just not designed for that. Right. It's not and a so, forte. Yeah. 
Right, right. And so, you know, trying to generate income month after month or year after year from stock market only investments, that's like me trying to drag my camper uh, with my sports car. Might work for a little bit, but it's just not going to do the job. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, um, annuities. Okay, so right off the bat, people will see, hear, whatever, and many will cringe. Many will go, "Ugh, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to think about it." Whatever the case is. Um, so let's let's kind of dive in, dispel some myths, or not, or confirm them. Whatever the case might be, but these are insurance based products, often, right? Is what an annuity is, and right. they there's multiple kinds, but they do multiple. get a they get a bad rep. Now, they got a bad rep definitely years ago. But there's been a lot of changes to them over the last decade uh, for sure. So kind of give us what we need to know a little bit about this, why the bad rep, why some changes, so on and so forth. Okay. So there's two reasons why they get a bad rep. One is they're thinking about, when they think the word annuity, they're thinking about their grandfather's annuity. And the way that it worked in the past was this is that grandpa would dump a sum of money into a, an annuity and the insurance company would promise him a stream of income. Maybe it's a, a, a thousand bucks a month, whatever. Let's just say that he put in you know $200,000. And then grandpa gets that first check and he says, oh my gosh, this is great. But then he dies all of a sudden and the income stops. And what happens to that money? Well, in the old school annuities, the insurance company would say, thank you very much for dying early. We're going to keep that 200 grand or, you know, 198,000, right? Because they they just sent them a a $2,000 check or a $1,000 check, whatever it was. And they kept that money. And so the family's like, whoa, grandpa just gave the insurance company 200,000 bucks. He got back a thousand and there's nothing left for us. And so Yes, that is a sore spot. And yes, I would not want that to happen to me. But today's annuities are very, very different. In fact, if that were the situation, and let's say that he put in $200,000 and he got a $1,000 check and then he died, well, the family would get $199,000 back. So Mm -hmm. in that case, in that scenario, it's really a tails you tie scenario. And if grandpa lived a long, 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 long time, and he took out many, many $1,000 checks, and he ate through that $200,000, it does not matter. As long as grandpa's living, or you or whoever, in today's annuities, it will keep paying even though that balance goes to zero. Mm, Gotcha. So that is one source of a bad rap. The other one, so that that doesn't happen anymore. Right. The other bad rap... Yeah. The other bad rap is that annuities have high fees. And guess what? Some of them do. Um, The worst offenders out there right now are variable annuities. That tends to be the culprit, right? That's the one that is usually the high fees. And it's really kind of like if I I like this analogy, John, that I heard before that if you if you went to school um, with a couple of brothers go to school, right? And the, the first brother that goes through is the variable annuity, and he's always causing trouble. He's always acting up. Teachers get, you know, he's driving the teachers nuts. Well, then when the when the other brothers come along, the fixed 
or the uh, the fixed index, right? And they're good kids and they're good class students or whatever. They still kind of get associated with that troublemaker. <laughs> I thought that, that was a, is, I thought that was a fun way of thinking about that. That's a great way to put it, and that's exactly what happens. And you got the you got the uh, troublemaker brother, and and a lot of times uh, variable annuities are the culprit, and yeah, and yeah. they are the reason why the, the other annuities get lumped in, but. There's really four big classes of annuities, and they run on a spectrum from from conservative to aggressive, let's just say. And really, there are two types of annuities. One annuity is, uh, one class is designed for income. The other class is designed for growth. And I'm just going to break that down for you here. So the variable annuity is all the way on the aggressive side of the spectrum. It's all the way at the end. And basically what it is, is mutual funds in a tax wrapper. And so it can go up with the market. It can come down with the market. The only difference is, is that think of it as an IRA, right? You've got mutual funds in an IRA, but it's tax deferred. When you pull the money out, you're going to get taxed on all of it. So that's basically what a variable annuity is in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of the spectrum, which is the income spectrum, you've got these fixed annuities. And they first came into existence when the tax code came in 1913. And the first one was a fixed annuity. And basically what it says is that we will give you a stated rate of interest for X amount of years. It's not unlike a CD that says, we're going to pay you 2% a year for the next three years. And you get it no matter what. Come hell or high water, whether the stock market is up or down, you get 2%. Okay, cool. Now, that's what a fixed annuity does. But again, it's a tax-deferred wrapper on that. So that is the most conservative side, and we use that for income. Nowadays, five-year fixed Annuities, they're given, you know, above 5%. So that's not a bad income play. Does that make sense to you? No, absolutely. And the one that we typically hear a lot of, especially when the market is being so choppy and volatile, John, is the fixed index, right? Um, right. So we hear a lot of along with that because they're like, you'll hear things like, participate when the market, as I mentioned at the top of this podcast, has a boom, you know, like in October, but not necessarily lose when it dips. So can you explain that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. And so that's exactly how it works is that in a fixed indexed annuity, and I still put that in the uh, income category, I'm really using it for my clients. And these are all tools. I'm just really using it for my clients for a guaranteed lifetime income stream, like your social security like your pension. Actually, I think your Social Security check says annuity on it, actually. I think it says Social Security uh, annuity. Well, Social Security is an annuity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and an annuity be, just means a, a stream of lifetime No, yeah, income. it's funny just how the word association gets distorted, right? Yeah, when people say, you know, I hate annuities, I said, do you hate Social Security? No, I love Social Security. I said, well, that's an annuity. That's what it says on it, too, yeah. So. <laughs> right. And so the fixed indexed annuity, FIAs, the way that it works is that if the stock market goes down you take no losses whatsoever. You're completely protected against market declines. Now, on the upside, if the stock market goes crazy, you don't get all of that. There's there's a, a myriad of ways that, that it can credit, the interest can credit. But just to keep it simple, let's say the S&P 500 goes up 10%. Well, 
on some of these annuities, that's the cap. It's 10% and you'll get 10%. If it went up 15%, you only get 10%. If it goes up three, you get three. And if it goes down 15%, if the market goes down 15%, well, you don't take any loss whatsoever. So that's basically the chassis of a fixed indexed annuity. Now, that's nice, but with these fixed index annuities, we almost always put some sort of an income rider on it. And what that means is that they will guarantee a growth rate of whatever, 5%, 8%, 10%, whatever it is, and they will calculate your lifetime income from that. And I know that sounds confusing, so I'll give you a, a quick example. Mark, if you had $100,000 just in the market, two years from now, how much do you think that $100,000 would be worth, approximately? And just $100,000 in the market two yeah, years from now? two years from now. I mean, at the rate that we've been going, I don't know, I would say... <laughs> It'd be nice to just have the 100000 right? <laughs> right. I was going to say, could I just have the money? But uh, if we go back to the prior few years, uh, we've been on this this pretty good run. I, I would say possibly you know, 20 30% more. 20 so, 30%. I think that's a little aggressive. It is, for, but the market tripled. Years. The market, well, yeah, true. The market did triple over like a three-year window. So true. But anyway, go ahead. So, I mean, you know, most people would say, yeah, you know, if 100000 could go to 110000 Right. Two years. 8% is kind of the average, I would say. People right. probably would say, yeah. Right. So, let, let's just say, for argument's sake, it's $110,000. Okay. Now, you've heard of, we've all heard of the 4% rule saying that we can withdraw 4% from our, our bond and, and stock portfolio. Yeah. And if you did that, if you took 4% from $110,000, you get 4400 bucks a year. Okay. Cool. And hopefully we don't run out of money. That's what the 4% rule says. Right. Now, today, one of the annuities, you put 100 grand in there. Today, for income purposes, it will automatically go to 125. And in two years from now, again, for income purposes, it will be worth $145,000. Well, 110 versus 145. Furthermore, if you're a 63-year-old uh, today... And two years from now, you'll be 65. I think that's the math. You can pull out over 5%, 5.2% be, um, to be precise. And so if you did that on $145,000, your income on hundred grand would be uh, $7,540. So you can get $4,400 a year, or you can get $7,540 as long as you are living. Right. Yeah. And That's a huge difference. Huge difference. And again, a lot of times what happens is people, they think about these insurance products or these annuities or whatever, uh, and, and they get the, the bad taste in their mouth or they hear the bad things or whatever. But often people will go in to see an advisor and say, I really want uh, safety and I really want some growth. And, and many times they're, you're limiting your options right there. There's, there's, this may be some of the things you have to look at. So by saying, I, I don't want to talk about annuities, don't tell me about annuities, you're really kind of cutting yourself short because it may be a fantastic tool for you to use. Should it be everything in the be-all, end-all? Probably not. But it no, could be, no right? way. But it could yeah. be a portion of what you need to get accomplished in your overall strategy. Right, and that's the key. It, it, it's, it's for a portion of 
of your money, yeah. right? And so, which is why you probably said like a hundred thousand versus like a million, right? In the example, you know. Yeah, and, and if you had five million, if you put in a million, I mean, the numbers get even more exaggerated. Sure, exactly. Right? Depending 44, on forty-four hundred, forty-four thousand versus seventy-five thousand. Yeah, so. versus what you've got kind of put away for retirement. Yeah. Right. I'm just again. I'm just using this as a a round number, easy calculation. Oh, for sure. Uh, type of example, but mm-hmm. I got to tell you, um, you just you said something that that kind of is a great segue into my next and last class of annuity. Now, the first two that I talked about, well, the second two, the fixed annuity and the fixed indexed annuity, mm-hmm. that's more for income, right? Now, there, as I mentioned before, there's annuities that are designed for growth. And we talked about the variable annuity, and, and that's the quote-unquote troublemaker brother. Mm-hmm. Right. There is a second brother in that growth category, and it's relatively new, and I'm going to guess that most of the listeners have not even heard of this. And it's called a RILA, R-I-L-A, RILA. And the way that a RILA works is that it will give you some downside protection, but it will give you a lot more upside potential than a fixed index annuity or a fixed annuity. So I'll give you an example. One of the RILAs that I have out there, they will give you a 10% protection level. So in other words, if it's down 10%, the insurance company absorbs all of that loss. Anything beyond 10%, you're responsible for. So if the market went down 13%, for, uh, for example, you're only responsible for 3% of the loss. The insurance company takes 10 Right. So it's not as protective as the FIA. However, on the upside, the one with a 10% protection level will give you a 27%, and that's today's rates, 27% upside potential wow. for the year. So if it goes up 20%, you get all 20. If it goes up 30, well, you're capped at 27 and I don't think anyone's going to be crying in their beer for getting 27%. Uh, well, I was uh, looking for it earlier, so. <laughs> <laughs> so sure, yeah. Yeah, and so when I when I run that scenario against just what I call a naked market, just mm-hmm. putting your money into an S&P 500 fund, the numbers are pretty staggering. I went back 30 years um, for the show. And um, if you had put in $100,000 just in the S&P 500 and you just took a 30-year nap, at the end of that 30 years, it's worth $1.1 million. And you might say, wow, that is incredible. A hundred grand going to $1.1 million. In the RILA. That's not a bad investment. uh, It's above $1.8 million. So you get a huge... That's a $700,000 difference. Doesn't cost you any more than your investment portfolio. Yeah. But you get the protection. Sure, you gave up some some upside uh, when the market went up 30%. That's okay. Uh, you still captured most of it. Well, and, and, and John, we'll, we'll wrap up with a final bit I wanted to bring up on this because we, we have to talk a little bit about some of the, the opposite sides of it. People will say, well, the, the downside is I can't get access to it. They're not very liquid. Often, right? Right, right, um, right, right. And and, uh, and there's you know there's term, so there's limits, there's term limits, there's surrender charges, things like that. Also, kind of uh, people hear those terms and they're not exactly sure how that works. A surrender charge is basically a uh, early 
early uh, liquidation fee, if you will. Yeah, and so most, if you do have to get at it, right, you're going to have to pay for that to get that money out sooner than it was supposed to, correct? That is correct, and that's why we only put a portion of exactly. our overall money into it, Yep. right? Yep. And the interesting thing about the RILA, these, these things that I'm talking about, one-year commitments, no surrender charge. Mm, okay. Yeah, no surrender charge, no penalties, 100% access to your money after one year. I just need it for one year. And then after the one year, you want to re-up, you can re-up. Okay. So so it's very liquid. <laughs> a lot to not, well, definitely a lot more than the traditional ones, right, that we're used oh, to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why it's my, it's, it's my favorite annuity right now for mm-hmm. this market. It, it offers some protection and it offers a lot of growth. Absolutely. So again, there's a lot of information to know when it comes to annuities. Uh, they've changed so much over the last, again, 10 years or so. They've, As John pointed out, they've been around a really long time. Uh, they certainly got a they got a pretty bad rap in the 80s and the 90s, definitely, uh, even in the early 2000s. But they definitely had a lot of changes, just like insurance in general. You know, we often say things like it's not your, you know, it's not your father's insurance plan because things have changed so much in the in that industry. I mean, even reverse mortgages have changed a lot from their initial output, where they had a lot of bad rep as well. So, lots of things like that we're going to talk about on the course of the show. To that's one of the reasons we're doing the podcast is so John can share a lot of this information with the folks to find out if it's not or if it is or if it's not the right fit for you. So anything else before we go, John? Not on the annuity side. I've hit all four of them, you know, the two income uh, annuities, which are the fixed annuities and the fixed indexed annuities and the two that are for growth, which is the variable annuity, the bad brother, if you will, and mm-hmm. then the RILA, which is the angel. All right. Well, there you go. So, uh, folks, if you got questions, if you need some help, reach out to John. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can find it at johnchoy.net. That's johnchoy, C-H-O-I dot net. Uh, we're on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff. Middle Class Millionaire is the name of the show. You can type that into the search box as well. And, of course, John is a certified financial planner. He's been doing this for many years, helping folks get to and through rich retirement and you can find him at epiphany capital that's where he's the president and uh, just reach out if you got some questions you should always do that before you take any action with anything you hear on this show or any others always see how it's going to relate to your unique situation john thanks for your time as always my friend thank you mark take care and we'll see you next time here on middle class millionaire Epiphany Capital is a registered investment advisor, RIA, located in the state of Illinois. Epiphany Capital provides investment advisory and related services for clients nationally. Epiphany Capital will maintain all applicable registration and licenses as required by various states in which Epiphany Capital conducts business, as applicable. Epiphany Capital renders individualized responses to persons in a particular state only after complying with all regulatory requirements or pursuant to an applicable state exemption or exclusion.